is Julian. I hope you're feeling good today. Welcome to another episode of The Learner's Forecast, Innovators on the Horizon, in which every week we ask one expert in learning about their opinions on our future. How does the future of learning and education looks like? If you are ready, I'm ready, and we can dive into the podcast this week. A very good day to another episode of our podcast. Uh, today on the show, we have uh, Barend Last, who is an uh, expert in blended learning, has written multiple books, gives a lot of talks, and helps uh, a lot of institutions uh, by incorporating um, better ways of learning, I would say. But I will leave it up to you, Barend, to introduce yourself yeah. a little bit more. Um, could you um, tell us what you do? Yeah, I'm an educationalist, um, used to be a primary school teacher. But I was always asking the question, why are we doing what we are doing? So it made more sense to go to university and try to find answers. But uh, I haven't found them all, but I'm still searching and uh, currently mostly occupied with uh, blended learning, AI in education, uh, and also uh, change management in, um, in higher education. Educationalist. That's a beautiful, beautiful description, which I should have used myself. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice, right? It, it it shows that that education is not just a, a science; it all, it's also a philosophy, and 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 it can be also something very practical. So I, I really like the diversity of the the title. Awesome! And um, as in every show, Balint, we always start with some short fireside questions before we dive into the three bigger questions, which we mm -hmm. always um, answer during the episode. Um, and I just wanted to start off with the fire questions, fireside questions, if that's all right with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fire away. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Nice. First one. And you have three seconds to answer every question. Online learning or in-person classrooms? In-person classrooms. Nice. AI-driven personalized learning or human-led collaborative learning? Uh, AI. Rid writing or speaking? Writing. Micro-credentials or traditional degrees? Uh, Micro-credentials. And then a personal one. If you could travel to the past or to the future, what would it be? I would travel to, uh, I think it was 1912, where Dewey created his first uh, progressive school that was different than other schools. And I would be very interested to see that in practice. <laughs> that is extremely specific. Yeah. Why is yeah. that? Well, I mean, in the context of education, we talk a lot of um, about ideologies and learning theories, and I think that that debate has his its origin at at least in mainstream debates in in that period. And uh, and Dewey is one of the biggest names in education, so I think that is a very interesting uh, thing to see. Nice. And although because for the listener, currently you're in um, L.A. and it's about 6 a.m. over there, I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's 5.38 right now, to be 538, exact. 5.38, but yes. you're still very sharp on where you would go, like to the past or to the future. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah, I would definitely go to the past anyway, um, not just for educational purposes. I think the past, I find the, I find the future very interesting as well, but I don't know. I, I'm just very curious about the past. Hmm, interesting. Okay, and then um, about the past and the future a little bit combined again, um, we can dive into the, the three main questions of, the, of this episode, Yeah, uh, which is, the first one is a bit about the future, I would say. 
Um, and it goes as follows. What do you see as the most promising trend in the future of education and how are you contributing to it? Yeah, great question. I'm currently doing a uh, project for SURF, which is the Corporation Organization for Educational Innovation with ICT in the Netherlands. And the project I'm doing is called Future Campus. And we're actually looking into how could the uh, campus look like in 2040. And we're doing so from different perspectives, right? From technological perspective, educational perspective. Um, um, how do you say that in, in English? Like the, 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 the furniture and how it looks like and facility mm -hmm. services. So we're very occupied with what are the biggest trends that might shape the future. And one of the trends that struck me the most is the changing value of the physical campus in terms of what can you do outside of campus time, physical campus time, for, for example, in a virtual environment or remotely. And then how does that affect what you then still do in person when you go to the campus? And the trend that we see is that the value of the physical campus is changing from purely focusing on knowledge acquisition towards more co-creation and social interaction. And I think that we see a very specific signals that point towards this trend by um, the students that we thought would be massively going back to lecture halls after COVID uh, was, was finished, but it turned out they didn't. And why didn't they? Because they noticed that, well, purely knowledge acquisition, I can do that from my, um, from my home. Uh, even lying in bed, you know, playing a video on one and a half or two times speed. So then what would be a good reason to go to the campus? Well, I think that is changing what the reasons might be. And if that trend continues, the campus of the future will be a lot more socially oriented. So did students become more critical due to COVID, would you say? Well, critical, I think... Everybody is becoming more critical on, on, on their own time. It's very valuable asset. It's one of the most valuable assets you have. Mm -hmm. And um, in a time where everything is becoming more expensive, where we have a, a huge uh, shortage of student housing, where travel cost is, is increasing, it becomes more and more a, a question of, well, what's the added value of going somewhere? And uh, many students stay at home, for example, or uh, find a student house that's not next to the university. So the, um, the motivation to go to uh, in person to the physical campus has to change, right? And we need to create a valuable experience on the campus that is worth their while. And I think that is changing. Can you give like three examples of stuff you're working on, like yeah, make, yeah. make it more valuable in the future? Yeah, sure. So, so let's say in, in, in the traditional way, you would have a, a course that runs for eight weeks and you would maybe have two, two lectures per week and the lectures take about two to three hours and you go to university uh, half an hour in, in before you, you talk to your fellow students, uh, you, you follow the lecture and after the lecture, you have like 20 minutes where you can ask the, the teacher some questions and then you go back home, right? But now, um, after COVID, we've seen that listening to this teacher from home and asking questions via your uh, online video conferencing tool works just as well for the same purpose. So the students have been confronted with, hey, well, if I just do this at home, I can still 
get my grades and I can still go through uni. So why then would I go to the lecture hall? So what you now see is a change where teachers are experimenting with uh, more informal and non-formal activities. And maybe I should explain non-formal a little bit because you have on the one side formal education, which is I create learning goals and I provide a lecture based on that learning goals. Then you have informal, right? That's what we do uh, when we meet each other at the coffee machine and we talk a little bit. But in between that, we have non-formal education. And that means that we do structure it, but we do not beforehand say, this is what you need to learn. So for example, I see now teachers that are experimenting with scheduling time after their lectures for about an hour, and they call that flexible time. And in that flexible time, they do not uh, prepare anything, but they do say to the students, well, we're going to do an exchange activity, and I want everybody to prepare something that they find interesting, and then we are going to talk about that. So an you for activity, like how can you... Sorry? An exchange activity? What does Yeah, that let's say, for example, have you ever heard of intervision? No. Uh, intervision is like, uh, let's say, for example, we have um, um, an, an, a school for teachers to become a teacher. And all these teachers are also doing internships. Let's say we host a session where everybody brings in one case that they struggle with, and then we discuss solutions with one another. Perfect. So that is an intervision assignment where I do not structure beforehand what needs to be learned, but uh, we do learn something with one another and we formalize that. So we actually schedule it. So there's a reason for students to come. They can bring in a case that they brought themselves. And the, that interaction becomes more and more important instead of merely passively listening and consuming what a teacher has to say. Perfect. So it's also a lot of what it seems what you're working on is adding indeed like more value for time is the general team, right? To just Yeah, exactly. And in a, in a time where teacher workload is, is skyrocketing, yes. I think uh, we should be very um, focusing on, focused on how we spend the time we have, the little time we have with students. So in my, in my head, it doesn't make sense to use, let's say, for example, I have three hours per week to have student contact time. It doesn't make sense in my head to use that time to tell, explain things. It, 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 it just doesn't make sense. I think you should use that time you have for interaction. And then, uh, and we can do that because we can shift the knowledge transition part towards remote and online learning. I mean, you, for example, with Anywise are, are doing a lot of great work in that area where I can just explain something and I really think about how I want to explain it and I put it into a podcast and the students can listen it anywhere where they want, when they want. And then we can use the time we have together for different purposes. Thank you for this, uh, this like side uh, promotion. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Of it, um, and um, then so how so the future like the future campus? How does it look like in twenty years? Like yeah. both of us, like we we go like how does a week look like? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. like a typical that, Wednesday. That's the million dollar question, right? So <laughs> what we're actually doing in this this project, this future campus project, is we're trying to create future scenarios. Yes. And you can imagine that scenarios and, and predicting the future is very, very difficult. So that's why we envision different kinds of scenarios. And we actually use a scenario method, which is called archetype scenario building, in which you create four different, uh, distinct, distinctly different scenarios. One of being, uh, one of them being, uh, growth, right? It's the most logical continuation of what we're doing. The mm -hmm. second one being, collapse, uh, the whole system collapses. 
The third one being transformation. We, we invent a chip you can put in your brain and, and campus maybe changes radically. There becomes a new normal. And fourthly, discipline, which means we have values that we value so much that we try to discipline ourselves towards these values. Like what? And I, so let, let's say, for example, we find uh, the climate transition very important mm. and we find it so important that we regulate everything in all the schools and the campuses towards being very sustainable to reach all the climate goals. Uh, but also think of terms in terms of AI, right? We have now a big rise and explosion of AI. Maybe we find that we find public value so important that we need to regulate this very highly. So these four different scenarios can envision different kinds of futures of the campus. And I think all of them have different ingredients that are very interesting. Um, so based on the trends that we've identified and we look towards these scenarios, you can also see some scenarios that become more desirable than others, right? It becomes desirable to have a future that benefits us all instead of uh, works against us. And I, I will now explain what I think is, is a scenario that, we would, that would benefit us all, right? And I think that that means that in that scenario, the campus is that place where we go to for social interaction where we go to for co-creation. And the best example I can give you is that we just go back to how education was in the kindergarten, right? In the kindergarten, uh, we play, we do projects, we exchange, we, we, we go outside together, we eat together. Everything is there. You go there one day, you stay there for the entire day. It's a sticky campus where you want to stay. Literally, the students want stick on the campus. Um, so, uh, and in that campus environment, we, ha we use a lot of technology to benefit us, right? On the one hand side, creating a smart campus physically. On the other hand, creating a vi virtual campus where we can do things remotely, where we can follow uh, lectures in a virtual environment. And it might be just a recording, a podcast, whatever, but it could also be that VR uh, keeps on developing in a, in a good way that we can, can recreate those environments from, from uh, anywhere. Um, and I think that, that this is a, a future that is already becoming visible here and there, right? There's a lot of schools that try to flexibilize their education, that are implementing technology, that are playing around with flipped classroom models, that um, change their curriculum towards uh, more non-formal and informal elements. I mean, I have to say it, it's a slow process, definitely. That's typical for education. But you can see that, that it's going towards this, this direction. We do have a lot of threats, right? AI could go very wrong. Um, we, we might have a lot of um, yeah, bad influence from different trends. Uh, let's say, for example, people getting older and older and older. What does that mean for, for education? I mean, it's a good thing that we get older, but what does that mean for, for education, right? So there's also a lot of things that might influence us negatively. But I do see that in, in like, I think, 20 years, we will see more of this flexibility, more AI in education uh, and more social interaction on the campus. So I think like summarizing, like the baseline is making time effective. I thought I saw, I heard you somewhere say like social interaction by design. I really love the kindergarten example. Like it's so logic. You go there because you find it fun and you really want to be there. Yeah. Um, and then indeed you also don't, you probably don't need people like five days a week in the kindergarten. Like if you would do it in universities, just a couple of days, the rest, if you want to do something. Yeah, and it's, be, it's being done already, right? I mean, we, we have these curriculas in the Netherlands where, um, where, where schools uh, have created this environment where you do projects, where, where you're not going from lecture to lecture to lecture, but where you are guided 
through thematic projects or doing challenges, right? And that doesn't mean that the students have to do everything themselves, right? That's just one myth I really want to debunk. There's a lot of guidance in these settings as well, but it's a different kind of approaching the curricula. And, and, and I think that we can learn a lot from kindergarten and especially like you just mentioned, social interaction by design, I think is very important. And the kindergarten has that. I mean, I mean, I, I come from a primary school environment. I was a teacher and every day I would start with just half an hour of talking and just exchanging. What did you do yesterday? Well, I got a new rabbit or my grandfather had his birthday or whatever. And then you eat together at 10, you go outside together and you explore the environment. Well, you know, all these ingredients are very effective. And then somehow after two or three years in kindergarten, we then put all our students in, in these rows and they have to listen quietly to a teacher. And then now you see a trend towards back towards the kindergarten. There's a very good book that's actually called Lifelong Kindergarten. And it's, it's ex explaining this in more depth. Um, it's a great tip. So yeah, uh, this interaction by design, social interaction by design, I think is, is one of the biggest tips I can give teachers in higher education to when they start designing education, they often tend to focus on the learning goals. And then based on these learning goals, they think of all these great activities. And then I look at it and I think, well, that's a great design, but where's the social interaction? And, and that's why I, I say by design. Yeah, I think for every, like I would love to talk with you further about this, but for every part, it's also like student dep depressions are skyrocketing. Like this is all like, we just need a circle of people around us, right? That helps on every aspect in every aspect of life. Yeah. Um, following up on that, I have two more questions, short ones. Mm -hmm. One sentence for advice for like people who try to help people learn. So can be in universities, can be educators in general. What's one piece of advice you would mm -hmm. like to give them? Well, one sentence. Yeah, in, I'm going to do it in Dutch and then I'll translate. Zonder relatie, geen prestatie. So it translates into without a relationship, there will be no performance. And I think that is, uh, summarizes everything. Perfect. Should be on like a little like towel on the wall. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then last question for today. Um, if we, um, if our listeners or if, if we would like to dive deeper into, into this topic or learning in general, who's someone we should, uh, we should invite for the show? Well, if you want to talk about social interaction and especially student well-being that's very much related i would say Julien dopmeyer is very interesting to talk to she is um, she's done her phd on the topic of student well-being and she's now working at windesheim uh, applied uh, university of applied sciences and she's working at trimbos doing research into uh, student well-being in higher education um, very closely related to social interaction social integration, but also academic integration. And that is, I think, for teachers, one of the most important things to realize that there's interaction between students, but also with students. And to finalize there, there was a really fun research done like a year ago in the UK, and it had like the, the, the newspaper headline said something in the, in the lines of um, greeting students has a positive impact on, on their results. And I was like, no shit, Sherlock, but <laughs> there are still teachers that do not do put any effort in getting to know their students. And I know that this is happening because I get the feedback from students. And I think there is so much benefit to be, to be created there by just trying your best to get to know them. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on the show today, Baden. Um, I learned a lot again, sincerely. 
And um, please do keep up the good work and please keep on like, I hope the, the first scenario will be true, which you mentioned that like the, the, the campus will look like for in 20 years, like how you pictured it and that you will have a very big role in shaping it. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Just before you leave, this is Julian once more. I'm uh, next to the host of this podcast, also the founder and CEO of Anywise, which is a company which lets you turn your written documents automatically into 15-minute audio summaries that are tailored to remember. If you want to learn more, please visit us on our website, anywise.audio, or reach out to me straight away via the website. Let's talk soon and enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you.